Good morning. Scripture reading this morning will be coming from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 19. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely uh, perish. You shall, you shall not prolong your days in the land which you're, you cross over the Jordan to go into the land and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Beloved, it is wonderful to see everybody today. Those of you that we can't see that's out there in social media land, we appreciate you being with us as well. Um, Beloved, I'm, I'm going to make a little bit of a confession here today. Uh, we do an outline. That's, that's convenient. That's modern. You know, I, when I was growing up, we didn't do that so much. Uh, sometimes preachers would do what they would call sheet sermons, where they'd put an outline on a big sheet and hang it up. But, but we have the modern technology, and we do outlines today, and that's so that people can follow along. And uh, for the most part, the fellow that puts the outline up there gives it to whoever's going to put it up there. Uh, it's supposed to follow the outline, right? I, I mean, that's kind of the idea of an outline. I may not do that today, and I pity uh, the, our, our wonderful clicker that's going to try to keep up with me. I'm, I'm going to confess that, that I'm going to be speaking a lot from the heart. I'm going to try to follow the outline, but uh, we've got some wonderful graduates today, and man, I've just been, you know, I could have written this outline 10 different ways. I'm serious, brethren. It, it just, it, stuff comes, you, you get to thinking, and you remember these kids when they were this high and all this stuff, you know, and, and so this is going to be... One of those uh, kind of a heartfelt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably get random a little bit, okay? Um, so y'all just, y'all just allow me to do that. We have five wonderful young people that are graduating from high school this year. Um, they happen to all be girls. <laughs> Our boys were too dumb. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, actually, they... We just had just the way it falls, you know. Usually we have a good mix, but this year it just it was all girls and um, in our congregation. And and I'm I'm going to mention their names in alphabetical order, of course, and then ask them all to stand. We're going to have a prayer for them. Then I'm going to preach to them this morning. And I don't mean you older folk can tune out because this is from God's word and it's good for all of us. In fact, y'all should be able to sit there in your mind and remember these things and say a lot of amens. Uh, but it, please stand, ladies: Kylie Green, Ariel Hodge. Brittany Moore, Brooke Moore, they're sisters, by the way, and Miss Katie Walker. Uh, we do appreciate these young ladies a, a lot, and let's do go to God in prayer on their behalf. Father, these girls have worked exceedingly hard to be able to graduate high school, Father, from the time they began school, either in preschool or kindergarten up until this point, and they know that their education is nowhere near over. In fact, in while this closes one chapter in their life and a great success and a great milestone, it's also really just the beginning of the rest of their life as well. And they understand that. 
And so, Father, we just pray that you would be with them in whatever career path they choose, whatever direction they go in, that whatever they do, God, you will bless them and that you will help them to always keep you first in everything that they ever do. And as we sang in that song, to follow your word and to be faithful to you. We thank you for them, Father. We thank you for the honor and the privilege of knowing them, of watching them grow, of watching them mature, of watching them become good, faithful servants. We do pray you'll bless them and their families in every way. And it's in Christ's name we pray. And amen. Girls, how many times, or those of you that's listening, how many times have you said, I just can't wait till I graduate? Have you ever said that? Maybe not your senior year. You know what? My senior year, uh, the, I think the third year of it. No, no, but my senior year, I really enjoyed. And, and, you know, we were the top dog. So I wasn't really anxious to graduate my senior year. But up to that point, boy, you remember that? You just, you just couldn't hardly wait, you know. And I'm sure we've all said that at one time or the other. Man, I just can't wait to graduate. Well, today is the Lord's Church. We have a, want to uh, give a special focus to our young adults that have reached this time in their life. And, uh, and, you know, uh, and, and even us parents have had to acknowledge that, that their babies are pretty much grown up and, and that they're going to be moving on. And, and maybe some of us are, or some of you parents, I, you know, are starting to uh, hit some of that empty nest syndrome or whatever, you know. But we want to honor our grads. The Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due, and we want to do that. Seniors, I don't want you to be fooled, though. You know, you, your parents are never going to totally admit that, you know, uh, and it's going to make you uncomfortable at times, but you're going to always be their baby. Now, you just well get used to that, okay? They're going to embarrass you in public sometime, but you're going to always be their baby. It doesn't matter if you get 10 degrees, you're going to be their baby. So just understand that. But here you are right at the end of the school year, and you've made it through 12 or 13 or however many years, you know, You've been in, the, in school, you have faced a number of challenges and choices. One of those challenges, of course, that's, that's very vivid right now is the COVID-19 virus that, that affected a lot of your graduations and a lot of your end-of-the-year activities, and, and that's going to be part of life. You just need to understand that. that well, you're going to have, quote, viruses all through your life. The Bible says that. And, but, but you know what? You survived your birth, and I'm serious about that, and, and, and you've survived your childhood. You survived those times when your mom or daddy wanted to take you out of this world, and you've learned about this world. You, you're learning how to adapt and live in this world, which the Bible says to us Christians is a foreign land, and there was your first day at school where maybe your mom or your daddy led you by the hand, you remember that into your first grade or your kindergarten or your preschool, you know, and then you learned and you've adapted to the stress and, and you've gotten to where you could even eat the school lunches. And, and the arrival of the teen years that, that hit you not too long ago, you know, um, what Nathan, when he was a kid, said, Daddy, I think I'm going through poverty, uh, you know. Um, and I said, you probably are. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're ready to go and hear the grand speech, as many of y'all had about your graduation, and and uh, and now 
you're going to be told by a lot of people that the whole outcome of the world is up to your generation, right? No pressure at all, young people, you know. But us older people have kind of messed it up, so it's up to y'all to fix everything now, right? For the rest of us, we were a little further down the road, and maybe some of the older folk in this auditorium or, or that's listening in today, maybe you're thinking of that, you know what? My graduation wasn't that long ago. Can you remember that, us older folks? Well, we're honored this morning to have these five young adults that have reached the ceremonial recognition of this adulthood, what we call high school graduation. And it's an exciting time, brothers and sisters, and it's a time that parents and students have looked forward to for years and, and that these young people work very hard for. But how many times, and again, going back to our title, how many times have you said, I just can't wait until I graduate because then I will be able to, and y'all fill in the blanks, right? Some of us older folk can imagine, oh, I'll be glad when I graduate. I tell my mom, I'll be glad when I graduate and get out of this house. And mom would say, I can't wait either, boy. You know, uh, you know? and I'll be glad when I graduate and, and not be told what to do, you know. And I'm going to be my own person. And, you know, and, and, and so we all have said that probably, but that time is now, right? Ladies, you've reached that moment when you are counted as an adult and you receive certain new freedoms. And that's exciting. That can be uh, intoxicating, as it were, you know. I'm, I'm out from under mom and daddy's apron strings now, so to speak, or I'm going to be soon, and, and, and I'm going to have these newfound freedoms. But you need to understand that with that freedom it comes great responsibility. You see, now it's up to you to start making these crucial decisions for yourself because you're not kids anymore. And, and, and you're going to have to make them. And, uh, and so you're, you're going to have to, mom and dad are not going to be there to make them for you. If you're in college, your college professor is sure not going to do it. And you had high school teachers that really prodded you and pushed you and, and worked with you and tried to get you to do good. You go to college, they're going to give you your assignment and you either do it or don't. And it's no sweat off them at all. So you've got all of a sudden, you've got these newfound freedoms that really excite you, but there's also this idea that you're going to have to make the right choices. We're going to talk about that. You're not children anymore, but I want to start with a passage that talks about that, Mark 10, 13 through 16, where it's about Jesus and the children. They were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. That was a way of blessing them. Brother, don't you understand that more with this COVID-19? How many of us have not been able to touch each other? How many of us have not been able to hug each other? And how many of us have missed that? That's a blessing. That is really a blessing. And so they were, their parents were bringing the children to Jesus for that reason. But the disciples, the Bible says, rebuked them. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. That word means he got upset. He was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come unto me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God would like a child would not enter it at all. Young people, I want you to understand in this. Uh, he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. He did exactly uh, what the parents had asked him to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand this. People are going to try to prevent you from getting to God all of your lives. Ladies, know that. You young people, whether you've graduated or not, you know that. Terry read the scripture reading in Deuteronomy where they're getting ready to go into a promised land, a new, whole new life for the Israelites. You're like you young people in a whole new section of your life. And, and he said, you know what? You've got to make up your mind because there's going to be a lot of, quote, gods that you can worship. 
There's going to be all these false idols out here that you can worship. And he said, you know what? You've got to make the right choice. We're going to be talking about that because there's going to be people throughout your lives that's going to try to prevent you from getting to God. This culture, this world, the disciples even, tried to keep the children from coming to Christ. I'm sure they thought that Jesus was too busy. I'm sure they thought they were doing him a favor, um, but they got it all wrong. And they rebuked these people. That's a strong word. They didn't say, oh, Jesus is busy right now. Can you come back later? They, they got all over these ladies or people that were bringing their children to Christ. And, and so, uh, beloved, if the disciples are capable of doing that, then what do you think the world's going to be like? Ladies, I just want you to understand. Those of you that are young, um, I want you to understand that, that in this world, you're going to have people that's always going to be striving to keep you from Christ. Maybe they won't even be aware of it. They may just try to pull you in a direction that they think is right to go in that's going to pull you away from Jesus. And you need to understand that now, especially as you go into college. You need to be aware of that. There are people, there are professors that if they find out you're in Christ, I've, I've had students that have gone to our local colleges that have come back and told me, I, their self, that they have experienced that the professor finds out they're a Christian and they really give them a hard time. You need to know that, you know, if you, uh, you know. And so uh, there's going to have people that's going to have a tendency to want to keep you operating the same level that you've been at and the same way that you've been at. You see, you ladies have been so blessed to have mamas and daddies for Christians, as Christians. That's rare in our society. It's rare in the Lord's church, brethren, that both parents are faithful. Do you know that? That's becoming a rarity. So you ladies have been blessed in that regard. Your parents have not been perfect. There's no perfect person. And they've not been perfect. But they have loved you. And they have made sacrifices for you. And they have done their best to help you get right with God and to remain faithful to our Lord and Savior. And so you have a good start. You have a marvelous foundation. You've always had that standard to live up to in your household, and that's a good thing. That's a marvelous thing. But you're going to find now that the world is going to attempt you to pull away from God and from his standards. Wherever you're headed here in the next few months, you're probably thinking that you're going to be free from, I don't know if bondage is the right word, but the bondage of your home life. The restrictions, the rules, the regulations, the, 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 you know, thou shalt nots and all that, you know. We believe that once we graduate that our life really begins. <laughs> that's, that's so neat. I mean, we really do think that, don't we? I don't know how many people. I had a young man come to me one day and say, Mr. I told him, I said at a speech, you're going to miss school. You're going to miss Georgia Christian when you leave here. And this young man come and say, I can't hate, wait to get out of here. I hate it. And, and. And I'm never looking back, and I'm never coming back. And you're wrong, Mr. Green. Tell me flat. You are wrong. I'll never miss this. I'm going to get out that world and have a blast. And two years later, he come back to me, and he said, you were right. You were right. It's tough out there, you know. And, and so a lot of people get out in that world, young people. And sadly, the statistics in the Lord's church is that many young folk who were born and raised, so to speak, in Christ and in the Lord's church leave their spiritual upbringing when they get out of that world. There's so many temptations out there. We can't wait till we graduate. 
we wish our young lives away, you know, perhaps not realizing the freedom that we really had at home and how really good it was at home. Independence, freedom, and the choices that you make in your life may end up being young people less freedom than you might think. I'm not trying to go negative. Please understand that. I'm not. I just want you to know it's not real easy out there. Your new freedom, whatever path you choose, will have new obligations, new rules, new responsibilities, new measurements of success, and new, and new levels of failure, too. And there'll be other people telling you what to do and when, what not to do now. Let me give you the preacher talk now, okay? Our scripture we read today doesn't reference the maturing of young adults. It does reflect how Jesus feels about touching people and having them come into Christ. And did you know that in his mission, Jesus was born as a baby in this world? You knew that. He grew up. Did you know Jesus went to school? And he worked. And he began his ministry. And he never refused anyone that had an honest desire to come to him. And that's why he got upset at his own disciples for trying to stop that process. Jesus takes a very harsh view on anyone that tries to stop anyone from coming to Christ. Young people, sadly, there's going to be those in your life. Our world constantly teaches that all spirituality is the same, and that whatever you want to believe is okay, and that anything that feels good is fine. It teaches that the world owes you something, that you, if it's simply because you were born in America, have entitlements. You're entitled to certain things. Young people, let me give you a non-politically correct harsh reality. You know what you're entitled to in this world? What you're willing to work your behind off for. Do I get an amen from some of you older folk who's found that out? I want you to know that as Christians, none of that anything goes philosophy is true. We believe as Christians that there are standards to follow. That's God's word, and that we are to serve God and allow him to use us to serve our fellow man. So what do we have? We have you have freedom. Freedom to what? You fill in the blanks, young people. Freedom to do what? See, that, that sounds like a lot of control, doesn't it? I have freedom to do whatever I want to do now, right? It sounds like, you know, if you're really going to have it, it's going to, there's going to be limitations. There shouldn't sometimes be a loss of freedom because freedom, as defined if you look in Webster's, Webster's Dictionary, is liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another, right? That's what they, he would define freedom as. When you graduate from high school, what are you getting freedom from? You well, my parents' authority, maybe my chores, you know, uh, responsibility, schools, rules, restraints, whatever, you know, you fill in the blank. And now what freedom are you changing that for? More school? Military? A job out in the world? Freedom in this world, brothers and sisters, is always just a trade-off for something we think looks a little bit better. See, to gain one freedom, we've got to give up others. 
To get a new freedom, we, 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 got, we got to shift gears, right? And say, okay, I can do this now, but it means I can no longer do this. All right? Young people, there's going to come a time you can't sleep in in the mornings like you're doing now. I know some of you get up at the crack of noon, right? You're not going to be able to do that in a little while. When we were little children, we had the freedom to play and laugh. You know, the food just magically appeared on the table, right? And 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 you and you accepted your parents' authorities, and and we didn't. You didn't even know the protection and the provision and the sacrifices that were made for you to be able to be here today. So our God gives us freedom, and one of the freedoms that He has, as Terry read, is we have the freedom to choose to seek a relationship. And, and so we can seek freedom from the death and a devil's hell that Bible talks about, and we can seek the freedom to come to Christ and, 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 and be in heaven for an eternity because God has given us the freedom to choose. And that's a powerful choice. Because by giving us the freedom to choose, we can choose to do right, and we can choose to do wrong. See, that's where it gets tough, right? You have in your life, young people, and, and listen, I, I've said that, that, you know, these are the cream of the crop. And I love these ladies, and I, and I defend them, and I brag about them, and, and I love them with all my heart, but you know what? They've done some wrong things. Helen, that's hard for me to admit about Kyle. <laughs> They've done a few wrong things. Because, beloved, we all make choices, and we all make wrong choices. They've made a lot of good choices, but they've made some wrong choices too. And when they made those wrong choices at home, if their parents were godly parents, then they suffered the consequences of those wrong choices. There was some kind of discipline, some kind of punishment, and that's for their good. So far in your life, though, ladies, you've had mostly people helping you make those choices. But now... As you graduate high school and you're entering into the world, the world's going to call you an adult and give you added adult choices and adult responsibility. And, and uh, it will take away choices and protections that you've enjoyed since birth sometimes. You see, freedom is powerful. And making your own choices are powerful. It's also dangerous. And it can get you in trouble quickly. I've seen it throughout my life. Sometimes somebody can make one wrong choice and it costs them their life or a whole lot of other stuff. So freedom is powerful and it's dangerous. And it can get you in trouble real quick. That's why we want to encourage you to choose wisely. You've got to choose wisely. You must choose. There's not a day go by that you won't make some kind of a choice. And some of those choices... Young people, the, uh, from, from your graduation from high school, from now to the next four years, you will make the choices that will affect you for the rest of your life. From now until you get out of college, you will, you will choose a career path. You will choose whether or not to get married. You will choose who to marry. You're going to make some mighty big choices and we want you to choose wisely but here's the problem we're human beings and guess what we like to sin now this is the time not to say amen 
but we like to sin. That's human nature. It looks good, right? Everybody else is doing it. It's fun. And we believe we can always stop, right? I can handle it. And the consequences, nah, not for me, that's for other people. And so we need to make the right choices. This morning, all I can do is to encourage you to do what your heavenly Father would have you to do. Brethren, real freedom, ladies, is where you are allowed to do dumb stuff. That's real freedom, isn't it? Parents, how many times have you watched your child do something and you let them do it knowing they're going to beat their head against the wall, right? You knew they was going to fail, you know? But you let them do it so that they could understand that choices have consequences either good or bad. The problem with the choices you make in your life, young people, is that they're a lot more controlling than anything your parents ever were. Choices can have wonderfully powerful, marvelous consequences if they're made right. Wrong choices can last for a lifetime and can be devastating. You know what? Let's conclude. Got a lot more I want to say. We, we, we need to... I, I want you to do this, young people. You were talking about the freedom to choose and the choices you're going to make. And, and you're going to make some hard choices, just like your parents have done and your grandparents have done. And everybody that's ever tried to live right have done. We just want you to know we're honored to be a part of your lives. We're privileged that you have been a part of our lives. We're your family in Christ. And we want you to always know that. And we want you to always lean on us. See, there are some things that shouldn't change. There are a lot that's going to change for you guys, you girls, I should say. Um, guys that spoken generic, you know what I mean. Um, really, there's so many marvelous things, that, and there's going to be a lot of changes for y'all, but there's some things that need to never change, and, and, and I hope that God's family is that. And we're, we're honored to be a part of your life, and we're proud of you. We want you to know that. We want you to know we're proud of you. And, and if in anybody amongst you guys, you girls, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you saying, you guys, up north they say, you guys, right? Um, I'm, 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 we're all very, very proud of you. We're proud of the way you've been raised. We're proud of the hard work that you all have put into, not, not just in your schoolwork, but in becoming all that you've become. And such sweet, marvelous young ladies. But if there's a reason that you don't feel secure in God's family, this is a good day to learn about the freedoms that you can have in Christ. Let me close with this, ladies, and then the lesson's all of ours, but first and foremost and always, if I could try to sum up everything I've said this morning, I know I've rambled, but if I could try to sum it up in, in one scripture, it would be this. Mark 12, 28 through 31. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognizing that he had answered them well, Jesus always answers well. Ask him, what commandment is the foremost or some versions say the greatest of all? Jesus gave him more than he asked for. He asked what was the one commandment. 
Jesus answered, The foremost is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, or likened to it, as some burden says. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Young people, older folk, let's make that our life's goal. To constantly in our life practice the two greatest commandments that's ever been given from God. Love God with every fiber of your being. Love yourself righteously the way you should. And then love your neighbors yourself. That's my lesson. Young folk, we love you. Y'all need to respond. Come on now while we stand and sing.